Hello, and welcome to the Confident Sober Women podcast. I'm your guide, Shelby John. I'm the mother of three, wife to one, and sober since July 1st, 2002. As sober women, we have something huge in common. And when we share our lives and our stories with each other, we feel that sense of belonging and connection so we know we are no longer alone. In this podcast, you will hear real-life talk about building confidence and transforming your life beyond recovery. So come on, let's talk. Hey there, Sober Ladies. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. This past week or so has been a real doozy between the time change and spilling water all over my laptop and the ongoing construction in our bedroom, my routines have felt, well, a little off to say the least, which I think is hilarious as we round up these last couple of months that have been totally focused on transforming habits and routines beyond recovery, right? The spring forward daylight savings time change is wonderful in so many ways because we get that extra daylight back in the evenings and that paired with some warmer days really creates a lot of joy. But somehow the loss of just one hour of sleep can feel like 10 hours and it feels like it's tough to catch up. And as much as we love the longer days, I don't know about you, but it's easy to get swept up by the sunshine and completely forget what time it is. How often have you been going about your afternoon thinking it's earlier than it is, and then all of a sudden you look at the clock and it's like seven o'clock at night and you haven't even had dinner yet? That is enough to really mess up your evening routine for sure. And last week I was working in my office just enjoying my day when I literally knocked over my entire glass of water all across my laptop. PSA, if this happens to you, the very first thing you're supposed to do is turn off the computer. I did not know this rule, and I had a client literally walking into my office at that moment, so all I could do was dry it off as best I could and kind of close it up and go on. I was sick to my stomach about it and was struggling not to obsess about it while I was working. And then the client after that one was a virtual client. So I went back to working with the laptop and it wouldn't turn on. My heart sank and I just knew to the depths of my soul this wasn't going to end well. And then I had to run around and try to find a computer in five minutes so I could connect with my next client. When I was done working, I finally had a chance to Google the situation where I learned about the powering off immediately rule. I reminded myself not to panic, and this was just a thing, right? This is not a health issue. It was not one of my children. It's just a thing, and I know how to solve problems. Enter in the deep breathing. So I contacted Dell to find out that my warranty had expired, and they required you to send it in to them to repair, where they would diagnose the situation and let you know what the damage was in five to seven business days. And that was the expedited version. And since my entire business model is based on using my computer, I put the computer in the car and we drove to the local service center I had used before for another situation with one of the kids' computers. I swear I felt like I was pulling up to the emergency room. I jumped out and ran to the counter and I was like, please, can you save her? 
The man listened to my story and then he made a face and said, did you power off immediately? And I shook my head and he said, oh. And I was like, what do you mean, oh? He explained that water had a way of getting into all the tiny cracks and infecting the motherboard, ruining the whole system. But it really can rarely be fixed. And generally a spill like that means a whole new computer. I wanted to drop to my knees right there and cry. This computer was only 18 months old and it was pretty expensive in my view. And now I was gonna to have to replace it. Ugh. So I spent my whole afternoon troubleshooting and standing in line and swiping my business card for a very expensive, unexpected purchase. And this was not the routine I planned for today. But thank goodness I have solid, predictable plans in place for my day usually, right? So I can start off in a good space and close my eyes at night knowing I have done all that I can for that day. Like I said, we've been talking about the importance of daily habits and routines in our recovery lives as a way of building confidence so that you can get out of your own way, pursue your desires, and love your life beyond recovery. Because let's face it, in active addiction, most likely your life and emotions were a bit all over the place. If you did have routines, you may not have been healthy enough to have good ones or keep them consistently. And most of us were living a life we longed to escape from. But not anymore. Sobriety offers you the opportunity to build a life you don't want to escape from. A life where you intuitively know how to handle situations that before completely baffled you. A life that is filled with feelings, all of the feelings, acceptance of things you cannot change, and a love for yourself that you never knew was possible. This is the great hope for us, for every one of us, and for those who are still out there drinking and using or maybe who are sober but haven't truly surrendered to recovery. And it's okay. We're here for you. We're here to tell you it is possible. And your, and your life never has to be that way again. So establishing solid routines creates stability in your life and predictability. In early sobriety, this is critical as most of the time in active addiction, you aren't living with any kind of discipline at all in that way. As you stay sober for a while, these routines are even more critical for building a life you love beyond recovery. And this is a big part of the work of building emotional sobriety. And for the past couple of months, we've been walking through several of the routines that I believe are the most important. And I have the opportunity for some awesome conversations with some other sober women with great insight to offer as well. So make sure you check those out if you missed any of them. There's so much value there. And of course, if you're ready to really dive into not only this area of emotional sobriety work, but other essential components of building confidence beyond recovery, you're going to want to check out the Sober Freedom Inner Circle. And I'll leave the link to that in the show notes below. So here's a little recap of what we have done over the past few weeks. We focused on a strong morning routine. This is, in fact, a prescription that I give to all my clients. Establishing a solid morning routine 
that involves a few simple things will help you create discipline in your life and enhance your recovery. In episode 20, I shared a few very simple things to start with if you are new to this process. So head over there and check them out now and you can literally put them in place tomorrow. If you've been doing this for a while or you have in the past, but you're just cleaning it up a little bit, then adding in a few more minutes, challenging yourself with some mindfulness questions that you can ask yourself daily and write out the answers or some other way to enhance that routine might make a big difference. You could also add in some physical activity during this morning time, maybe a brisk walk, a visit to the gym, or do an at-home YouTube yoga video. And just as important as what we do in the morning is establishing an evening routine. There are specific signals you can send to your brain to let it know that you are ready for sleep. Getting in the habit of reducing your electronic exposure in the evening goes a long way to increasing your deep sleep, which means you will be better equipped to handle the things that come your way during the day. So food isn't something we normally equate with the word routine, but in fact, being prepared with regards to your nutrition does take some level of discipline, mindfulness, and also some effort. In the beginning, it can be as simple as noticing the foods that you are taking in and when you use them. Do you have a habit of eating highly processed foods later at night? This is something I hear from a lot of women, and it's often related to boredom or dehydration, and really it's not about hunger. So when you know these things, then you can move into some bigger tasks of learning how to make food preparation a part of your weekly or daily routine. But again, we always want to start small with those baby steps towards the big change. And then finally, we touched on the concept of movement. It's the word I prefer to use rather than exercise to promote any type of physical activity that gets you moving. I had a great conversation in episode 25 with Chris Fuste a sober yoga instructor and an author about practical ways to add this into your life today. As you can see, there are tons of things to talk about and learn about in this topic of transforming our habits and routines. So this is only the beginning. We've merely scratched the tip of the iceberg. If you're ready to really change your life and recovery and build emotional sobriety, and come along myself and other sober women who will hold your hand along the way and give you a little kick in the rear when necessary, join the Sober Freedom Inner Circle. That is your next step. The link for that information is in the show notes below. And a final thought. Breakthrough moments are often the result of many previous actions, which build up the potential required to unleash major change. James Clear. See you next week.
Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Confident Sober Women. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button above so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And hey, if you really loved it, leave me a review. You can learn more about the Sober Freedom Inner Circle membership at www.shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash inner circle. See you next time.